This life-changing message is brought to you by Strong Christian Church, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. God bless you as you listen to this message. Let us pray. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the privilege of having to receive your word by your spirit. Thank you for your grace that has found us and gathered us in your name, in your house, a gathering that is unto Jesus alone. We pray that by your spirit, you will confirm that you are with us in truth and in spirit. And by your spirit, every demonic work that opposes your will for our lives shall be broken. We shall be delivered from the works of darkness and our lives shall fulfill your will and your purpose. Thank you that no life shall be wasted by the enemy because of your grace that has found us. We yield ourselves to you. We open up our spirits and say, Lord, have your way in our lives and by your spirit, do your works in us. We thank you for the spirit of understanding that makes us receive and understand that which would come to us today. And that will guide us to do and to walk our lives according to your will and according to your purpose. Let your word be a seed in our hearts. And let this seed bear much fruit to your glory. We thank you, Father. And we commit every difficulty we face in this earthly body before you. Trusting and knowing that you alone will solve every problem. And there is nothing too hard for you to do. Neither is there anything impossible with you. In this confidence, therefore, we cast our burdens before you as we release ourselves in your presence and in your power. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. This, this morning, I have a very short word for you. And it's in connection with the theme of the year that was declared by our pastor, by our prophet, by our apostle, by our founder, by our father. Bishop Dagwood Mills, which is a year of work. Tell somebody sitting by you that this is a year of work. I don't see you telling somebody this is a year of work. Tell the person this is a year of work. And therefore, I expect your life to be to be full of works and particularly the works of God. Tell the person, I expect your life to be full of the works of God this year. Hallelujah. Now, wh why, why is it important 
for us to give ourselves to the work of God. It is important to give ourselves to the work of God because it is only the work of God that will stand the test of time. It is, it is only the work of God. Good. So, you see, I am sharing what I'm sharing with you based on one fact, which is that there is God before whom we must stand when our lives here on earth is over to give account of what we did with the life. Like the parable of the talent, as it was given to them in Matthew chapter 25, to go and trade with it and to work with it. There was a day that came when each of them was called to account. Now, it doesn't matter the quantity. It's just the day of accountability. And because we are not very conscious of the day of accountability, we tend to live our lives in a way that makes the day of accountability not, not, not favor us. So as a pastor, I need to draw your attention constantly to the fact that when it is all said and done, there is a day of accountability. So let us turn our Bible to uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Hebrews 9, 27 says that it is appointed unto man once to die. Do you get it? He says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this death is judgment. So, so the apostle Paul or the writer of Hebrew in having a conversation with the people, the, the Jews that were scattered abroad, told them that when it's all over, or, or told them that it, it will be all over. Whether you like it, whether you stay 100 years, whether you stay 97 years, or even less, whatever it is, there will be a day when it, it will be all over. And when that day is over, there will be judgment. Now, he didn't go into details to tell us what judgment it is, but he tells us that there will be judgment. And judgment is simply accountability. In, in one sense, it's simply accountability. Now, the same Paul, also writing to Christians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, also says that, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. 
Hallelujah. Now, you realize that most of us don't think of these verses. And we, we are so, you see, we are so occupied and so engrossed in our problems of today that we hardly think of the end. We hardly think of the end. But you see, as a pastor, I must not join you in making you so engrossed with your problems today without reminding you that there is an end that would come where everybody will receive what they have done. Are you with me? Now, there's no, I'm wondering what is the reward that you are going to have for being worried or for being anxious? Are you with me? What is the reward that you are going to have for saying life is not nice and therefore being depressed? But do you know that? Do you know that when you are when you are depressed, when you are depressed and thinking about how life has been hard to you, your twenty four hours is still going. And when, when you, for example, when you sit down for three days, depressed, when you get out of the depression, you the three days that you were depressed is gone. And you have to account for it. Some of you, for two months, a boy gave you a broken heart. And because of that, you did not read your Bible you did not go on evangelism. You did not even study your books. Now, that two months, when it's gone, it's gone forever. Are you with me? And you see, it is the only reason why you allow yourself to be in that state for two months is because you didn't know or it didn't occur to you that my time is going. And it didn't occur to you that this time that is going, I have to account for it. Because the Bible is there, there is a reward that is going to be given to everyone. So if you did good things in the eyes of God, they will give you, God will give you the reward that are given to people who have done good things. If you do bad things in the eyes of God, God will give you the reward which are done or are giving to people who do bad things. Am I still being heard? Because my screen is off. Hallelujah. Somebody should tell me I'm still being heard. So that I'll continue to preach. So anyway, we need to be aware of this fact. We need to be aware of this fact. And that should guide our efforts. That should guide our lives. So this, this morning or this afternoon, whatever time it is for you, I want us to focus 
on one area of work that we need to pay attention to. I want us to focus on one area of work that we need to pay attention to. And that area, we find it in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Paul says that he is confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. He who has begun a good work in you would perform it until the day of Christ. Now, what, what this scripture tells us, among other things, it, is that there is work in us. There is work in us that God is doing. Now, this work in us is very important. It's very important because it is out of the work in us that we would do the work through us. Listen to listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that it is out of the work in us that we will do the work through us. And unfortunately, many Christians, many people don't focus on the work of God in us. Many Christians don't focus on the work of God in us. The Bible tells us that the Spirit of God in us, when we get born again, is going to teach us, is going to guide us, is going to strengthen us now if we don't focus on the work of god in us we will find out that the work of god with us or through us will not be significantly done hallelujah and that is why i'm sharing with you this important truth for example in First Timothy, the Bible tells us that in a great house, there are many vessels, some to honor and some to dishonor. Is this Second Timothy or First Timothy? I keep off confusing myself. But the Bible says that in a great house, there are many vessels, some to honor and some to dishonor. Now, 
2 Timothy 2 20 it says but in a great house there are they are not only vessels of gold and silver but of wood earthware and some for honorable let me let me read the king james it says but in a great house they are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and of earth some to honor and some to dishonor now this is this is verse 21 it says if a man therefore purge himself from these things he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified in other words special meat in other words appropriate for the master's use and prepared unto every good work hallelujah and prepared unto every good work so we see that the good works that we will be used for by god depends on the works in us it depends on the work in us so what am i saying what i'm saying is that this year is a year of work but whilst we will be focusing on the work through us, we are going to 70% of the, our effort focus on the work in us. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, this year is a year of work. Tell the person, this year is a year of work. Tell another person sitting by you, this year is a year of work. And it shall be, it shall be a year of work in me. I said, it shall be a year of work in me. Why, why, why will it be a year of work in me? Because you see, the work of God in you will remove everything that gives Satan advantage in your life. I said the work of God in you will remove everything that gives Satan advantage in you. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus' ability, listen carefully, Jesus' ability to overcome Satan and therefore able to accomplish the work of God given to his life was because Satan had nothing in him. But we can't say that of ourselves. In John 14 verse 30, Jesus said, hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. John 14, verse 30. 
Hallelujah. So Jesus said, hereafter, I will not talk much with you. Why? Because the prince of this world is coming and it's time for me to go. But my strength and my ability to do what I've been asked to do by my father is that Satan has nothing in me. Now, when you say he has nothing in you, I know we met, most of us don't understand, but in other translations, can you put another translation? Other translations say that Satan has no power over me. I don't have much time to talk to you because the ruler, ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. Now, many of us fail to do the work of God. Many of us are not able to do God's work that he wants to use our lives for because Satan has power over us. I mean, some of you, Satan just brings a girl and that's the end of you. That's the end of your beautiful relationship with God. That is the end of the wonderful miracles and great accomplishments that God would have done with your life. Some of you, Satan just brings drugs. Or, or money in, in different ways. You know, somebody said, somebody said to me, one of the a student came to see me. And he was concerned. What was his concern? He says that he has men approaching him and giving him a lot of money so that he will use his pennies on their backside. And, and you see, he, needs, he says he needs money even though what he's doing is nasty, in my opinion. And in the UN chapter, I have the right for an opinion. Do you get it? He, he says that he says that he needs the money. So with the money, he was removed because he doesn't come to church anymore. His whole Christian life, his whole manifestation, his whole life manifestation of the glory of God is gone. Why? Because Satan came with money. And that is the power of Satan over him. Some of you sisters, you don't want me to go there, is it? I shouldn't go there. Should I go there? Should I go there? Should I go there? Some of you sisters, just the, the muscles of the boy is the power of Satan over you. Just, just his, his six-pack and, and wonderful ties and that deep voice is the power of Satan over you. But you see, this year, listen, this year, the work of God in us shall be accomplished. Like Jesus said, listen, 
like Jesus said, Satan has nothing in me. In the name of Jesus, you shall say at the end of this year that Satan has nothing in me. Because the, you are going to give yourself, I said, you are going to give yourself to the work of God in you. I said, you are going to give yourself to the work of God in you. You are not going to give yourself to useless things. You are going to, the work of God in you, you are going to give yourself to it. And God by his spirit will help you. I'm saying God by his spirit is going to help you. And you shall no longer be defeated by Satan. You shall no longer be pushed over by Satan when God is using you to do his work. You will no longer be afraid of the brother you are leading to Christ. Because the power in you is so strong that his moves of trying to sleep with you cannot overcome you. You will bring him to Jesus. And he will bow his knees before the cross and declare that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Some of you, money will no longer be your focus of living. You will say, rather take your money and let me have Jesus. Hallelujah. A, a, a boy will not break your heart. All those pornography, you, you will say, I would rather watch preaching than to be watching pornography. Because there is a power. You see, Paul prayed that we should be strengthened with might in his inner man. He also prayed that the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. You see, many of us do the things we do. Or many of us fall for the lies and the seductions of Satan. Because we don't understand what he's doing. And we don't understand what we are doing. But from today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, every action of yours and everything that you do, you understand what you are doing. Satan shall not deceive you. You understand the blessing of prayer. You understand the blessing of fasting. You know, some of us, when we say we are fasting, immediately we refuse to fast. I mean, we just refuse to fast. You, when the pastor is saying we are fasting, you say, if you don't have food to eat, that's your problem. You have food to eat. Hallelujah. But you see, it's Satan speaking. But because of the understanding, the spirit of understanding that shall come to you, you will know that there are certain demons that you will encounter that will only go by, go only by prayer and fasting. So you will train yourself whilst we are fasting. You will train yourself how to fast. So that the day you need to fast to tackle the demon you have met, you are already a master in fasting. You are already a master in giving yourself to proper prayer. This year, you are going to give yourself to the work of prayer. So that when you have to stand to pray on your own for three hours, it's not a problem. I can pray for 20 hours. Three hours is nothing. And you pray three hours and many things 
in your life will change. Whatever Satan is opposing, the door that Satan is holding back shall be open. Hallelujah. So this year is going to be our year of work. But what did I, what am I saying? This year is going to be our year of work in us. We are going to give ourselves to the reading of the Bible. We are going to give ourselves to prayer. We are going to give ourselves to fasting. We are going to give ourselves to watching, preaching, and listening to preaching. We are going to give ourselves to everything that helps us. And let me say something to you. You would think that, you would think that you are wasting your time. But I want you to know this. When the work of God is done in you, it makes you or it will make you even to be liked and to be preferred wherever you work. When the work of God is done in you, you will be a better person in character. You will be a better person in relating to other people. You know, I have a biological brother. I have a bio biological brother. He's handsome than myself. He's very handsome than myself. But he has not been able to stay with one woman. He's my biological brother. I've been married for, for, for 30 years. And the woman that I, I'm working with, I've worked with her for 34 years. Do you get it? But my own biological brother, who is more handsome than myself, has not been able to stay with one woman. As of now, I am told or I'm aware that he's with the fourth woman. At least I know he has had children with three different women. Now, he's very talented in terms of media work. But nobody wants to keep him. He gets a client today and they don't bring work to him again. Why? Because his interpersonal relationship is not good. His interpersonal relationship is not good at all. And that has led him to be poor. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I can see that this boy's problem it's not a problem that he doesn't have talent. This boy's problem is not a problem that women don't like him. His problem is interpersonal relationship. So, so you see, as the work of God is done in you, your interpersonal relationship will be excellent. You will have a good attitude towards difficulties. 
you will you will not be a complainer you will be a problem solver you will not be a discourager in other words you will not be a pessimistic person you will be an optimistic person wherever you are and the people you lead would always be encouraged by your words the people will be strengthened by you the people will feel your love the people will feel your kindness the people will feel that they are better off to be with you and above all remember because god's work in you is being done god will also choose you as a vessel of honor i said god will choose you as a vessel of honor your partner and your wife or your husband will love you and will want to stay with you and not want to lose you because they can see that god is with you and they can see god using you so listen i'm not preaching a message of poverty to you i'm preaching a message of prosperity but showing you the most appropriate place to give attention to don't you see satan will deceive you or will like to deceive you to neglect the work of god in you but i'm here to tell you that the work of god in you is what will bring you success before god and what will bring you prosperity in this life so as i end my sermon i want to encourage you to make every effort make every effort stop throwing excuses but make every effort to ensure that the work of god is done in you make every effort to have a bible make every effort to read the bible make every effort to study it make every effort to listen to preaching and listen to it properly on your own not only on sunday in church make every effort to learn how to go away in a garden and talk to god and god talk to you make every effort to put away your stomach you know some of you as i'm preaching now satan is distracting you and making you want to answer texts on your cell phone and things as i'm preaching make every effort to put away the cell phone i said make every effort to put away the cell phone so that you can concentrate on what is important because from here the glory of god shall be seen in your life people will testify that god is with you people will testify that god is using you for great things your life will not be wasted i said your life will not be wasted your life will bear much fruit your life will be a blessing unto many many people shall look at you and give praise to god because of god's goodness that shall flow out of your life to them as i close in proverbs chapter 14 verse 23 it says that there is profit in every labor there's profit 
the effort you make, the labor you put in for the work of God to be done in you is going to profit you. I said the labor, the effort, the striving that you go through for the work of God to be done in you shall profit you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's rise to our feet and pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's rise to our feet. I want us to pray. I want us to pray about what we have heard. That, oh God, let your work that you have begun in me. Grant me the grace to make myself available to put in every effort that must come from my side for you to be able to do your work. Grant me the opportunity and the wisdom to overcome every obstacle and every hindrance to your work in me. Help me, I pray. Lift up your voice and be good. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Stay in touch by following our social media platforms at Strong Christian Church.